0: Okay, we all good. Let's do it. Hello, and welcome to the B2C lead generation podcast. You're listening to the B2C lead Gen podcast. My name is Daniel Hogarth here with Simon Blaney, and this is episode 85 lead buying during a recession. Um, we're going to have a look at what the seemingly inevitable dark times ahead may mean for lead buyers and lead generators. And also look at some of the things that um, people can do to come to the other side of the downturn with a, an upturn in their own performance. Um, Simon, you were saying earlier that I think you just started out in lead gen um, around the time of two thousand eight with the with the crash. Then, um, what was that like?
1: I actually started two. It was about two years before, so around two thousand and six, I think it was. So. Um, Around 2006 in lead generation was like a golden age, you know, like it was all anyone wanted was data. And so there used to be, you know, uh, data, um, you could earn a lot of money from data effectively. So they would, uh, I remember being uh, working for a company that at the time was being acquired by the Daily Mail group um, for a good two years. That was just ridiculous, you know, in terms of turnover and the amount of money it made and stuff like that. And in 2008, um, it carried on doing well, but there were some distinct things that I remember happening in 2008. So when I started, I was in my mid 20s. So I was in my late 20s at this stage, mid to late 20s. Um, And they were. a bunch of companies went bust. And they would they tend to be smaller companies. So this these are the companies that were buying leads that were um stuff like call centers, um, that was small call centers or a lot of financial um institutions, small ones that were sort of acting as sellers I guess on behalf of bigger companies went bust and we lost I mean you know I remember the company at the time doing deals with companies with hundreds of thousands of pounds and losing huge amounts of money over that because um, companies they've been working with for like you know three four five years just suddenly went bust Um, so what I'd sort of take from that if I uh, was giving any advice just on what I learned from that is that this is why it's so important to work to credit limits. Um, and especially in these times, because you know, we don't want this to happen to anyone, but it can because everyone starts becoming under more and more financial pressure. So um always work to credit limits. Um that tends to apply more to um lead sellers or lead generators, but you know, it can apply to any sort of partnership that's happening. The other thing that happened that I remember really distinctly is um, a massive rise in companies buying gold. It, I mean, anyone listening to this who... Actual Yeah. So, you know, like there were websites that suddenly appeared. that was like, we buy gold. I mean, they were everywhere and they were buying leads, thousands of leads. And I mean, the hundreds, potentially thousands of these companies just suddenly appeared. I don't know whether it'll happen this time or not. I just remember it. It was suddenly like, oh. you know out of the woodwork, there were hundreds of companies around that were just buying gold um, because the cost of gold just kept rising. um, Because in times of recession, financial Mm troubles, stuff like that, people to run to what they know and run to what they consider to be a stable um, place to put their money in. uh, One of which is gold and it just carried on rising. So I think what happened is they were buying, you know, like earrings off people and, you know. And a gold rings wedding <laughs> who knows um and melting them down and selling the gold but uh you know I'm sure something like that'll happen again and whether it could be gold it could be something else who knows um it'd be interesting to see actually because I it's I remember that distinctly um the other thing is that lead generation tends to do pretty well in recessions um with bigger companies, because what they do is um, they'll pull a lot of their advertising budgets that have been spent more on sort of I don't know brand awareness and stuff like TV ads or you know wherever else it goes, and put it into something where they feel like they're getting tangible results, and that tangible result tends to be someone's data, because then they feel they can market to them effectively, um, build a one-to-one relationship, or um, you know sell to them easier, I guess so i think what's important to take from it is that lead generation does well in recessions but largely with bigger companies um and there can be smaller companies that you know tend to do well lead generators tend to be well because they're generating leads from them but the, the companies buying leads um the small companies can do well if they've got like solid processes in place and um you know, the product doesn't start suffer during the recession, but it tends to be the bigger companies start spending more on leads. That seems to be where the change happens.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we don't want to revisit the old one too much and try and stay in the present. I think at the time of this recording, I lose track of energy, I think we've had two uh, two negative uh, months. So I think we'll take it in the recession, but let's assume um, let's assume that's going to probably get worse and go on for a while. Let's, let's work that idea without, you know, being an economist, but, um, for people listening who are thinking the same thing that, you know, we're in line for a bit of a slug. Um, what are some of those ideas you would give to both buyers and sellers in a sort of strategy sense? Maybe at first we'll dig into the specifics afterwards, but like what kind of strategy should they try and adopt you think to kind of make most of it?
1: So for buyers, buyers, um, they sort of, in my view, they need to understand that bad data, even though, or not bad data, but leads that don't particularly convert well, typically end up costing more than leads that are more expensive but convert much better um, because of all the operational costs around them. Um, and I think the key strategy for buyers is, um, to really drill down into targeting your ideal prospects. So rather than a sort of more blanket approach that might be had um, by accepting leads with lower intent and stuff, it's potentially you know paying a higher CPL, taking less leads, converting more of them, and that reduces your overall um, overheads and um, increases the probable retention that you're going to have with the customers that come out of the leads that you buy. Mm. Um, Because some of the biggest expense when you're buying leads isn't really the leads themselves, it's the sort of processes they go through. Yes, there's a cost and it can be a big upfront cost, but if you're looking to reduce that and make yourself a lean sort of mean machine that can buy leads and convert them at a really high consistent level, Um, there's a few things you need to do. And I've I've talked about this a lot. So, you know, verifying leads in real time. So you just want to remove anybody that can't become a customer. Qualifying that leads can definitely become a customer. Zero point in buying any sort of lead that can't, guaranteed become a customer, whether that's like their salary, the value of their house, whether it's their gender, their age, or anything, you've got to really be stringent about removing that data, delivering data to the sales mechanism or the marketing mechanism instantly. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be reacting to that instantly because there could be a, you know, an appointment that you've got, um, as a you know calendar date that's been booked. Um, or it could be a text message if something's going out. You just want to arm the sales team with the ability to contact that lead instantly if they can. The other is feeding back results to the marketing or the lead generation act um entity that's sending the leads to you because it's that that ultimately helps to um, increase your conversion rates because you're laser focusing on where sales are coming from not where leads are coming from is you know understanding that is something we talk about all the time is the one thing that really helps maximize your conversion rates and the other is um tracking everything so you know when leads come in receiving all this information about where it's from how it was collected what ad it was what keyword what landing page which campaign the source the subsource absolutely everything so then you can run reports and see exactly where sales are coming from you could literally see down to the ad that thing is driving 10 percent more sales than anything else we need to put more of our budget behind it so this is about decreasing the costs of bad leads or leads that don't convert. it's just no point in buying them. So what you're really trying to do is laser focus on the areas where you're getting leads that convert. This reduces other costs that are actually far higher than potentially spending more slightly on leads, but getting a higher conversion rate, um, happier prospects, potentially improving um, your retention rate, and having a much happier sales team as well
0: very really interesting we're gonna put a note to remember to go back at the lead size after this but before we do um that's an interesting point because I saw I saw a post the other day and it was I think one of these LinkedIn I don't know what you call them influencers or gurus whatever they pitch themselves as and he was talking about this idea that um you it's like it's kind of well known really but using the the famous stories of the past about I paraphrase but in previous recessions, the companies who would go out, and spend loans, and then they come out the other side, and they'd have like a share of the market. And you know, it's basic economics. And it's like, it's fine to sort of put that idea forwards. But I think what I was conscious of is the fact that he was sort of specifying he needs to be good advertising spend. Do you know what I mean? He was just sort of driven, I need to be aggressive. But like really what you just said is actually the other side of it, which we need to consider like, yeah, you need to go and be aggressive. And there's opportunities in the midst of chaos fine but like if you go spunk loads of money leads are never going to come you're like it's no different between it now worth, and then yeah. so it's, no, it it's, um, it's a waste i think so i think that point worth drilling at home i guess
1: well i think there's something in this which is another point that i wanted to cover and that i can't think of any better time that this applies than during a recession so everything i've just mentioned is about you know buying higher quality leads reducing your overall costs and sort of making yourself leaner, but at the same time, like you said, you're still advertising, you're just laser focusing on the people you can give the most value to, and that are most likely to become your customers. But there's something much bigger in this, and this applies to, um, the funny thing is it doesn't necessarily apply to big brands because big brands, you know, if you're Coca-Cola, you can, you know, your audience is quite wide and whatever else, but for most other companies, the number one thing, and this is far, I mean, I've, I've repeated this so many times, the number one thing that impacts advertising ROI, this is every single pound that you spend on any ad platform, Google, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, I don't know, whatever you wanna spend it on, affiliates could be anything, you porn, um, is the market share that you have, that your brand has. I.e., the bigger you are, the more your uh, ad costs go down. So in times of recession, you obviously want your ad costs to go down. And what's, I think, an amazing opportunity, and this is whether you're a lead generator or the buyer of leads, is working on that brand share. Now, for lead generators, that 100% means entering a niche in an overall vertical. So if you're generating leads for, I don't know, broadband or life insurance, it's going into a really specific niche of that overall market so that you can become the big fish in the small pond. And that, during a recession, will probably be the absolute biggest thing you can do. Because imagine you're going to get your ad costs down during the recession. You're going to be targeting a really specific granular audience of which you're going to own the authority and become the big fish in this small pond. Imagine when the recession ends. You come out of that. I don't know how long this recession is going to last, a year, two years. Um, Yeah, if you can make that work during the recession and then you come out of it, you own that market share, Um, you're going to be in an absolute brilliant position. And that's when you start thinking about like, you know, expanding your market share, or most companies you see that do this and get it right, get bought. Um, and the same applies for brands. Um, you know, and that's really what they're working on as well. I mean, this is the difference between a, a sort of brand and a lead generator in a sense that they're already trying to work towards this. It's just that a lot of brands can make the mistake of doing the same thing, which is they go into a market without a really clearly defined ideal customer profile and just like the overall market. When they'd be better served niching down into an area and and really dominating it so this will be you know reducing their overall ad spend um which reduce the leads costs they'll gain gain authority you get much more organic leads You start to dominate a market i mean a hundred percent that's probably the thing that i would focus on um during a recession as a lead generator or a lead buyer A small website. If it was, if it's, (laughs) if it's a huge company, it's slightly different. They need to, um, you know, they their ad spend just needs to continue. This is why big big companies never get small. Is they're already dominating the market, so they can just keep expanding.
0: The thing with the the big brands is, like we said, yeah, they need to keep expanding, keep spending, keep buying leads, but. It isn't a case of resting on laurels of how they've always done it. They've still got to think about this new sort of way of getting more value from leads, I suppose.
1: Well, yeah, it sort of touches on the five points we went with a verify, qualify route, mm. feedback, and track. Um, that, you know, that a lot of brands do tend to move their budgets into lead gen because they want to see some tangible results. Um, and, you know, it's just no point in buying leads for lead's sake. You've got to buy leads with the outcome in mind. So have, get that outcome. What is your ideal outcome? It's virtually always a sale. It might be some other marketing thing. Like, you know, I want them to read this. But work backwards from there um, and then implement those sort of five strategies. Um, if you do that, you, you know, you almost can't go wrong effectively. Um, most of the lead generation that goes wrong is that, you know i don't want to put the onus on the lead buyer but effectively they're not necessarily doing the things that mean they're going to be buying the best leads like they're thinking that a low cpl means that's successful because i've got a low cpl or you know they're not qualifying or verifying leads when they receive them or they don't want to feed back information to people because they think that um you know the cpls are going to go up or um, they're going to be selling that data to someone else. And all this is about is all these like little aspects that make up the partnership between a lead generator and a lead buyer, just getting those right and nailing down the processes, which mean that you're ensuring that the leads you buy are working for you rather than against you.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to end this podcast in a slightly different way to usual, um, because it strikes me that whenever... I'm sure it's the same worldwide, but in England, whenever you turn on the news at the moment or you read something, it's just very, very bleak, very depressing. And even just having a recession in a, a podcast title, I think we're going to be wallowing in a, in pity and sort of doom-mongering, and we don't want to do that on here. Um, so instead, I'm going to sort of put it on you, so responsibilities responsibility with you here, Simon, to uh, give people listening um, I don't know, a bit of positivity as we kind of head into this, especially As lead buyers and lead generators, um, you know, is a cause for optimism, the fact that there's opportunity in a recession.
1: Well, this is the thing there is opportunity with leads, effectively. I mean, you know, it's a really weird thing to just say with leads. Like, I get that it just sounds ridiculous. But my point is that consumers right now and everyone, you're the same, I'm the same, everyone now more than ever is looking for offers. You know, we're looking for ways that we can save money we want to switch to things that are going to save us 50 pounds you know 100 pounds um we want to find and we want to be educated about things i want to know how i can save money when i'm sitting at home i'm like how can i save money you know, I, I put the heating on yes you know, it's no it's nearly december i put the heating on for like two and a half hours a day a um, mean at home because I'm like the energy costs are too high someone that you know anything anyone can do right now and during a recession to offer people value everyone wants it right so there's that as the first thing and in order to get that value they will happily give you their data in exchange and when they give you their data and you can prove to them you can add value guess what you get a sale And that's really what lead generation's about. This is why it works during recessions. This is why it works well for lead buyers because if you can work with the right partners and you can run the right offers and you can show you can add value and you really help people and do actually add that value, guess what? You're gonna be making loads of sales from leads during recessions. And if you're a lead generator, and you can add value, or you're working with a, a clients, or you know, you can present yourself as a comparison site in some way, and so you're going to be adding value. Guess what? You're going to be adding value. Lead generation works really, really well during a recession for these reasons. But the key thing of all of it, and it sort of matters during the whole of recession, but now more than ever, is offering value. And so, you know, that really is the uh, the secret. <laughs> um, you doing well. You've,
0: you've done it. You just—I was—I sat you up there for a fall, and you actually—I was pretty positive. I feel good about that. <laughs> yeah, if we did. By the way,
1: know. none of this was rehearsed. That was genuinely just yeah. sending to me. Um, Speak with. You. It but, but you, it, you know, it makes complete sense, right? Like, because all you—we're all consumers. You know, anyone listening to this, you and I, we're all consumers. What do we want? What do we want when times are tough? Whatever. We want people to help us, don't we? Mm. Um, you know, and everyone's exactly the same.
0: three a really valid point. And when you phrase like that, the idea of people changing for looking for it's like it creates the amount of people out there um, and the opportunity with that. It just made me think of what you are telling us, they're talking about that and the heating. Um, <laughs> I'm really through, at my house, like, uh, uh, my, like I say to my wife I'm like, That's, we're, we're going for as long as possible. We're really, we're skimping on the heating and all that, well, you know, I'm sure everyone is. But well, we have a an Alexa device. So we have like the heating linked through that. So we can just sort of say turn the heating on, turn heat and change it to this way. And the other day I caught her like, she was she wants to turn the heating on without me knowing, but she was having to like whisper it because I was in the next room. Which was, turn, turn turn the heating. On. I was like, I can hear you. <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, like you say, exactly, exactly the point like everyone at the moment is looking for that kind of thing. Um so to be there either as a lead generator, capturing this or as a brand ready to give offers, I think it is a good opportunity and um, I think it's a nice note to end on. Um, yeah, that was episode 85, lead buying during a recession. Thanks for listening to the BTC lead generation podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead general world.